All right, guys, about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are doing good today. Not sure why I tried to get deeper with the voice there. Here's the problem I'm running into with the podcast. It's not long enough for like the, the real grovelly voice to show up. You know, when I was doing radio here in Jackson and did that for you know, six or seven years, you, know, you start wondering, do you need like a, do you need the, you know, like a, you need to be a, a have a chain smoker voice. You know what I'm talking about? You know, those guys that they were, they drink something or smoke something every day for like 50 years. And then you get that real raspy, grovelly voice. Like when you do radio and I'm behind a microphone for a couple of hours, you know, by the time you get to the end of it, I mean, you're almost hoarse, uh, depending on how much you talk that day. And like, you get that real deep grovelly voice with the podcast. Not so much. It's not so much. I mean, 15 minutes and you're, and you're out of here. You you really can never grab, uh, you can't get there. So that's okay. That that's unfortunate. I'm not going to try to fabricate it though, but that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, what do you guys want to do today? I have a couple of ideas here on what is, you would think eventually I would have this pulled up before I start this podcast every day, but on what is, Oh, this is a good one. It's national sober day. That's a good idea. Us in general, sobriety, good thing. That's a good thing. Virginia Day, not sure why they get a day. Live Creative Day. It's Ida Hoagie Day. There you go. Knock that out. Whatever floats your boat. It's also Parents Day Off Day. Not sure why they get a particular day, but they got it. It's National Sober Day. That's a good day. Um, And also Creamfield Donut Day for whatever that's worth. Not sure if you're going to knock one of those out. Not sure I've had a hoagie. Now that I'm thinking about it and you know, I'm not even sure I know what a hoagie is. It's a sandwich. Isn't it just some kind of sandwich? Not a big sandwich guy. Anyway, it's gotta be hot for me to eat it. Not a cold sandwich guy. It's gotta be a hot sandwich. All right. We're not doing 15 minutes of nonsense though. That is different about the podcast. Like two hours of radio is nothing but nonsense. This is more meat and potatoes. Uh, A couple of things I want to do. I do want to get into 2025 and 2024 recruiting in Mississippi. By my count, they have offered five kids already from Mississippi in the 25 class and about 10 kids early in the 24 class. Now, some of these, I already kind of have an idea that they're kind of, they were early offers and you're just waiting to see where they go. And that's, you know how that is in recruiting. Hey, let's be a man about this and tell a kid that, hey, we're really not going to come after you. Or let's just, hey, let's just ignore that guy till he goes away. It's just, it's just part of the business. It's an unfortunate part. But I want to get into that a little bit. I don't, I'm not doing uniform discussion. I saw that on, on the board somewhere. Nope, not getting into that. The older I get, the less I care about the uniforms. Really don't care. Just do not wear purple. Long as you're not doing that, I'm, for the most part, I'm okay. Don't wear the, don't wear purple. That's a, that's a real problem. The powder blue. Hey, knock yourself out. White helmets. Knock yourself out. How about this? Like all red and somehow, bam, they knocked out red helmets. People would lose their mind if that ever happened. I don't care. Just whatever you need to do to win some games and be entertaining and make this fun. So we're not going to do all that today. 
not getting into the the Jeff Levy comments. I saw it on Twitter about being in a better place at UCF than uh, any other time he can remember, mainly because of who's catching the snap. Now that always kind of astounds me, and I get the, you know, I tell um, you know, I I have this conversation with coaches and recruits. You know, nothing against college coaches. They're I know a lot of really good ones. You know, I've known some some bad ones because uh, just for my money, you have a lot of coaches that get where they get because they are great at X's and O's. You know, Lane Kiffin is an example. The guy's, he's great at it. You know, Nick Saban obviously had to be great at it. He's had all these defensive guys come through there as coordinators and they're still good. But the number one thing for a, a college football assistant that they have to have to be a good college football assistant, is just sales. If you're great at sales, and then wherever they go, the sales pitch changes to support wherever they are. And I get that. Happens in media, too. You know, wherever you are, the players you have the best shot at, those become the great players that you got to pump up all the time. I just, I can't do those things. Can't do those things. Not in me. So I get on some level why Levy does that. But, yeah, there's no other way to look at that than a shot at Corral. So it is what it is. Not sure why you, I mean, you want to build up the guy you have. But the guy you just had that helped you win a ton of games and get where you are, I mean, that's a shot at him. Don't know why that's really necessary. But, hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, I did have somebody bring this up to me, too, real quick, that they missed the uh, Ole Miss-Mississippi State recruiting rivalry. <laughs> that, that was a topic of conversation this morning. And it made me think, yeah, there's not a ton of – in-state recruiting battles where, you know, the two schools are going head to head on guys. And there's all these rumors floating around. This guy's he's leaning here this day, this he's leaning here the next day. Uh, look, well, so-and-so up there around camp, around the kid is he's trying to sway him to the other side. That's a bad guy. Terrible guy, bag man. Uh, if, if the other, if you can go and take this probably as a, as a statement of fact, if someone's lobbing that out there, it's like, hey, there's a there's a guy around him trying to lead him the other direction to a school, and it's a real shady character, okay? And that other school already kind of has a kid in the boat. They're worried about losing him. Uh, they have him in the boat because their shady character has been in the picture. But, you know, you get a lot of that, but we haven't had much lately. Some of you, I know you're missing that part of the rivalry, just not much of that going back and forth. I've never been big about, you know, media guys getting after each other. Truth is, I'm friends with everybody for the most part that's out there. Uh, it's it's hard not to get along with me because I don't put a whole lot into the the whole fight male drama thing. But, uh, yeah, I think some of you are missing that a little bit. Uh, maybe we get a little bit of it before the end of the year. I want to do some Zach Evans and Quinshawn Judkins tomorrow. I'm already halfway through this podcast. I'm going to save that for tomorrow, Okay. Is that the best tandem of running backs that Ole Miss has had since Deuce and Joe Gunn? I could back that up with numbers, statistics, and what I think is going to happen this year. I'll give you a full breakdown on that tomorrow. And also some NFL draft stuff on both of those guys already early. I don't want to do that today, though. I want to do this recruiting thing. By my count, Ole Miss has already lobbed out about 15 offers in Mississippi for these 24 and 25 guys, right? May miss one or two here. But as far as I know, for 24, you're looking at Kamari and Flank, uh, Franklin out of Lake Cormorant, who is uh, – no, that's not 24. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I'm almost positive he is. 
having a brain cramp right out of the gate. I know he is. Yeah, he is. Big time player too. I have to get up there and see him. I have not seen many of these sophomores and juniors this year. Not as many as I'd like. Got to get to see him. Braylon Burnside, big time wide out defensive back out of Starkville. And yeah, he's legit. You know, Jeff Rush down at Pascagoula. I think that Jeffrey's legit. Daniel Hill's going to be a hard pull out of Meridian. I have seen him and, and that guy's legit. Now, Nareel White, um, he's already gotten an offer here. Haven't seen him. Isaiah Autry had to, to go to Itawamba this year. You know, big offensive tackle that has an early offer. Chris Davis and uh, Jamonta Waller from Picayune. I might see them this Friday night. I'm debating driving to the coast to see Picayune, which would allow me to see a couple of other guys, you know, like a Jeffrey Rush down at Pascagoula. Maybe I could see him too in the second half. I'd like to see those Picayune kids, but Chris Davis, Jamonta Waller both have those offers. Uh, Jeremy Scott at Callaway, I have seen him. Jeremy's a he's a great prospect. You know, tall, lanky, lean. I shouldn't say lanky. That's not a positive, is it? No, who wants to be called lanky? Nobody. Long. Yeah, that's better. Not lanky. Long. Athletic kid. And uh, Fred Clark, linebacker out of Winona. Haven't heard much on him, but I'm going to check back with him. I think his nickname was Fat. Y'all give me one second here to pull up Fred Clark's uh, Twitter. Sorry about that. But I'm almost positive because I asked him where he got the nickname whenever he got the offer. And uh, the story he told me was pretty incredible. But I just, I cannot remember the details of that of that sucker. Dang it, that's another one. That's tomorrow. You're going to get Fred Clark and, uh, and a lot of Quinshawn and Zach Evans tomorrow. That's your 24 offers, right? So then for 25, I have seen Emil Piccarella, quarterback from St. Joe. You know, they, they had a really hard schedule early this year. They lost the other night to J.A., uh, but that was in a monsoon, and, like, he was under pressure the whole game. And, yeah, when you're that big a prospect, you're going to get a lot of grief, you know, from the sidelines when it's not going your way. So I'm listening to a lot of that. I do think that kid's really talented. Big guy, big arm. Um, hasn't really been able to display it early this year, but I do think that kid's talented. Deuce Knight's another quarterback in that class that's got an early offer. That's the kid down at George County. Maybe get a chance to see him while I'm down there if I make that trip to Picayune. Uh, Jarkobi Hobson, big-time player, like big, big, big-time player. Um, I need to get to see him in person. Andrew Maddox at Oak Grove. And then Caleb Cunningham, the wideout from Choctaw County. Uh, I, From what I've seen him and from what I hear from coaches making a few phone calls, like there's, that's a no doubter potentially, you know, don't know whether it's top 50 in the country, top hundred in the country, top 200 in the country. I don't know where he will end up when he gets to the finish line of all of the, you know, the recruiting stuff and the numbers that we associate with them in terms of their ranking. But I know that kid's a player of uh, Jarkobi Hobson, similar player, not as long, but you know, six, one, 200 pound athlete. Adelaide Cormoran, I could get a chance to see him and uh, Kamarian Franklin, but then I'm going up north. I might make a trip down south this weekend for you guys, get some pictures, see some guys in person. And then um, I'm going to hang around the Metro next week when Raleigh goes to MRA. I want to see Sunterine Perkins in the Jackson area and 
get some good stuff with him. And then maybe a trip north the week after that. It's getting to be that time of year. But those are your early offers. I'm not going to name them right now. There's a couple of kids on here already that I know, yes, they did get early offers. But I'm doubting it goes much further than that. You know, and I, I would never do that to a kid anyway. Would would never. Um, there's some of these guys, and honestly, some of these guys I have spoken to this year, you know, it's a constant battle between what you can say and what you can't say. You know, doing this job, doing a recruiting beat, you like to just say everything. I mean, that's what you guys would want, but you're constantly filtering this stuff from what you're hearing from the coaching end of it and what they think about a kid or, you know, what's happening, what can get out there, so much of that that you're filtering through. And then on this end of it, you know, I'm not even, I was going to use an example, but I'm not going to do that to him. Big deal guy who's going out of state who may say to you, you know what? I am having some second thoughts. You know, we'll see what happens. But how would you put that out publicly? Because when you do that, you know that the pressure is only going to ratchet up for that player. I mean, immediately that's going to happen. And then immediately their phone is about to blow up. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not only hate to do that, I'm not going to do that. You know, not going to do that until there's an appropriate time. You know, there's a rush to be first on all of this stuff. But considering we're dealing with teenagers here, we're dealing with teenage kids trying to make good decisions. And from seeing somebody just go through just the regular recruiting process with my kid who didn't get the big time division one offer decided to go junior college and hopefully get it next year. You just saw Gunnar Dennis do this at Meridian from seeing that end of it in a sport, not anything close to what football is. It's stressful. I mean, there's a just, it's very, very stressful on these guys. So yeah, you have to have some responsibility with how you report it, but that is an early look at the next couple of years as we get along on down the road a little bit. I mean, the big name, like Kamarian Franklin's going to be a big deal. And both of those kids out of Lake Cormorant, uh, him and Jarkobi Hobson, they're going to be big deals. I think Braylon Burnside's going to be a big deal. And their quarterback at Starkville that's with him, Trey Petty, has a chance, like really athletic kid, good arm. And I just like him personally. You meet some of these kids and they're, I mean, some of them are just kids. You meet some of these guys and they're not just goofballs. Like they have a mature, they're fun. Like Trey Petty is fun, but he has a maturity about him when he's talking to adults, like he has his mess together. He, he puts off that kind of vibe. So we'll see what happens with him, you know, as you go down the line, but the other guys in that class, I think Chris Davis has a chance, especially as a DB, just from what I'm hearing. I've heard, from a few people who think he could be a lockdown corner kind of a guy. And uh, that stuff's hard to put your finger on and to evaluate from high school to the next level, especially when they're doing other things like him as a running back. Uh, But he has a chance to be that guy. I absolutely think Daniel Hill will be that guy. Like physically, he's just, he's built differently already. But most of these guys, you're just, you're waiting to see what happens. Like Jeremy Scott, I want to see how his body develops over the next year. No, and you could say that about several of these guys. You know, no real white. I'm you want to see how he develops the next year. You know, they can go and some of these guys change so much. Look, I could give you this story here with just a couple minutes left. 
like Chris Jones when he was at Houston. And I hope I get this right. You know, your memory's bad at some point. But the way I remember that, you know, Chris did go from complete unknown at Houston to the number two player in the country. That's almost impossible to do. And it was a little easier back in the day. This is just speculation on my part. I think there's a good chance, you know, State got to see him early. And then, you know, there's some help there to kind of hide the kid a little bit because you know he's going there. I don't know that happened. So I don't, I can't even remember who the head coach was. But I, you know, I've talked to coaches before who said, you know, so and so school ask us, you know, not to really put him out there a whole lot and they'll take care of him. And that stuff happens. I don't, I don't even think anything's wrong with, with that stuff. So there probably was a little bit of that. But then that guy, as a senior, just crushed it. But I want to say the story with him also was that he was a lot bigger and out of shape, either his sophomore year or his sophomore and junior year. I'll get the specifics on that wrong. But that guy, a light bulb or something went on, and like he started getting after it, got in shape, and then just became what you know now with the Chiefs. Of course, back then he wasn't that. He was much lighter and just freak athlete the way he ran. I can't remember how many tackles for loss and sacks he had. It was like, it was a ridiculous number, 30, 40 TFLs or something like that. It was something nonsensical. But his body changed because he, he changed his body a lot. And some of these guys is just natural. And, you know, the rest of the story for him is he's where he is now with the Chiefs, had a great career at State. So you're watching these kids over the next couple of years to see what happens with them. You just, you really don't know. You know, you don't know. And then they get to their senior year like now. Some of these guys, Ole Miss hasn't just pursued really hard, but by the end of the year, they will. Because either they evaluated wrong, which happens, or they were perfectly justified in the evaluation, but that player got better, which also happens. And now you have to say, you know what? Yeah, something's different now. We got to go get that guy. Happens. Happens every year with a lot of players. What happened this year? That's longer than I wanted to go today. A little too much nonsense at the start of this thing. Hey, always appreciate you guys listening. I wish we had more back and forth. I do miss that from radio. I miss the back and forth. Though. Have a great day. Don't work too hard. Pump day edition. Get some work done so you're ready for the weekend. Appreciate you guys. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast and 247 Sports. Talk to you guys tomorrow. See you then.